praise the Lord this morning. If you can't say that, my prayer is that you'll be able to say that before you're leaving this place today. Amen. All my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I thought about that this morning as I sang the song, Look What the Lord Has Done. I was studying the Word of God and preparing God would share into our hearts and into our lives the Word He would have us to hear today. And I wondered what it would have been like if they'd have knew this song way back then. Amen. Anybody ever thought about that? I know they had some songs going on back then, and I wondered what they'd have felt like if they'd have had these songs to sing and just been able to worship the Lord. I mean, my goodness, Gabriel coming and announcing the birth of Christ to Mary, this miraculous supernatural birth that we celebrate this year. And then we just begin to see things begin to unfold from there little by little. Wise men came to seek him. And the journey to Bethlehem, we saw how the enemy was coming against or trying to come against what God was doing. And I just began to think about that song. I wonder what some of them would have said when, when uh, after Herod had killed all the, the young men two years and younger, but then Christ was still alive. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. He tried to get him, but the devil, but God had him. The devil tried to get him, but God had him. And I'm thinking, look what the Lord has done in my life. How many is uh, just grateful for what God has done in your life? Amen. How many can look back over your life right now and just say, you know, there have been some times in my life that didn't look too good, but God. Amen. So when I get to the Christmas season, it means more to me. I don't know. I, I don't mean to, to sound like a, a Scrooge. Uh, but if it means that I'll be a Scrooge for the world, I'll be a sounding board for Jesus. Amen. But I'm telling you today, it just means so much to me as I begin to think about the Christmas season and what it means for my life. It means that I get to say, look what the Lord has done. Amen. Because Satan sought to destroy humanity, but God said, I'm going to send my son in the form of flesh and he will be the sacrifice for our sins. I want to share with you this morning for a few moments on this thought. If you'll stand with me for the reading of God's word, turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I want to begin reading at verse 8. I want to preach this morning for a few moments on this thought. The marvelous message. It's not just a message this morning, it's a marvelous message. Uh, it's not just something we do every December. It's something we should live out every day of our life. The truth of the manifestation of the birth. Amen? How many knows when you were born, you kept living? And until you stand before God, you'll continue to live. Christ was born... And he continues to live. Amen. Through the hearts and lives of humanity. This marvelous message today we find in Luke chapter 2 verse 8 through 14. The Bible said, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Father, we ask you to add your blessing to the reading of this word. Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. That you would speak for a few moments, Lord, into the hearts of your people. Believing, God, that the words that you have are the words of life. They're the words of direction. They're the words of hope. They're the words of healing. They're the words of refreshing and renewing. And today, we ask you, Lord, to accomplish your will through your word. And we'll praise you for it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen and amen. Look around at somebody around you and tell them it was a marvelous message. It was such a wonderful message that we get to share each and every year in the middle of the glitz and the lights and all the things that we celebrate, the ways that we celebrate today, which are so beautiful and remind us and should remind us of what this season is truly all about. Uh, When I see lights at Christmas, my mind immediately goes to the Lord Jesus Christ and I think about what God has done for us in our life. I also think kind of funny sometimes when it comes to uh, my studies and it comes to my meditating with the Lord, I think often about uh, the time that they were living in. Uh, I look at my life today and sometimes I really can't comprehend the magnitude of what happened back then uh, in their life because they didn't have a lot of the provisions that we have today. They didn't have things that we have to make life easier. They had to learn how to be at ease with what they had. Amen. And uh, as I begin to read scripture, sometimes my mind tries to put me in the place. And I'm sure Bishop and several others who study the word of God, many others think about these things quite often in their life. And it sometimes helps us to get a deeper perspective and a greater understanding of what truly had transpired. And today I begin to think about what happened to the shepherds. And I thought about uh, them being in that field and just living there around uh, uh, the realms of Jerusalem and Bethlehem. The Bible said that they were hilly places there around Bethlehem. And the Bible said that the shepherds were keeping their watch uh, over their flocks by night. Well, they would remain there uh, day after day. They raised their sheep. They took care of the sheep uh, in that vicinity around Bethlehem. And around Bethlehem, uh, when it would come time to go to the sacrifice in Jerusalem, many would find their sacrifices among the shepherds there that were keeping the sheep that would be sacrificed in the temple sacrifice. But we also think about that, and then we have to think, we can't just begin to walk away from this thought, we have to think about the the conditions they were living in. They didn't have Duracell batteries and flashlights hanging around, amen? 
they were out there in the middle of the field, maybe with a fire or something there to keep, uh, uh, keep them warm or to keep a light there, some sort of light there going, but they didn't have the, the things that, that we have today. They just could not uh, uh, enjoy the blessings and the liberties that we have. So I think about that. I think about them living there in the fields, and I think about the nighttime, and I think about what may or could have been going on. Uh, and the majesty of a message from heaven begins to transpire. Amen. Uh, how many today want to hear from God? I got news for you. Some of you might be scared by it. Amen. Uh, some people tell me, Lord, I want to see God raise the dead. I want to see the Lord do some miracles like that. I believe we had a funeral. We'd probably lose some folk along the way. We say we want to see God move, but then sometimes I think the majestic uh, miracle of what happened here was such a wonderful thing. It wasn't every day that angels just showed up to talk to somebody in the middle of a field. Amen. It wasn't every day, I don't know about you, but I read the scripture, it wasn't every day that these kind of things were happening and they were just living their life and taking care of these sheep, they knew uh, uh, that they, they had a responsibility in life. And that's what they were focused on. But then all of a sudden, don't you know God is not going to send his son into the world uh, and his son be born without him telling somebody about it? <laughs> so he sends his messengers, the angels, uh, out into a dark field there somewhere where the sheep are being watched over by the shepherds and begins to shine a light around them. The glory of God begins to shine around them and all of a sudden he has their attention. God has set a stage that he has gotten the attention of the shepherds so that the angels can relay a message unto their life. How many knows today that God has a way of getting his message across and getting his word out to those whom he would have to receive his word. Can somebody say amen today? God set a stage so that one of the greatest messages that has ever been delivered could be delivered into a, a, a place and into, a, into lives that would be able to receive it and be able to go forth and accomplish some things through the, uh, the process of what God was trying to do in the objective of his declaration. So you got to understand something. When you think about where they were, it had to be a glorious thing. It wasn't just a place where they were there and uh, uh, angels just showed up and they had uh, immediate correlation with the angels and, and conversation took place. No, this was a majestic thing which brought forth a word from God that was one of the most important things or messages that God had ever sent into the world. World, and that was this. Unto you is born this day. Can you imagine them sitting there listening to the words from heaven as God announces through his angels, unto you is born this day in the city of David. I feel the Holy Ghost just thinking about it. Just the, in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. One thing you got to understand is that there is a message that is most important and is more important than anything that you'll ever accomplish in life, that you'll ever be in life, that you'll
that you'll ever do in life. There is a message today that we celebrate at Christmas that the shepherds received just living life that was more important than who they were, what they were doing, and what they were purposed to do in life. That there was a Savior that had been born. The ultimate sacrifice had come into existence. See, I want to tell you the angel said, I come to bring you good news of great joy. I want to tell you today, friend, the Bible said in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. God sent his angels from heaven's throne and said, go tell them that there's a refreshing on the way. There's hope on the way. The glory of God, amen, is going to come through his son, Jesus Christ. He's going to be the propitiation for our sins. I want to tell you there's no greater news that you'll have in this world for human man and brokenness and sin sick and lost souls than there is a hope in Jesus today. He is the only hope humanity has. Somebody ought to shout amen. You mean it's more important than what the shepherds were doing and who they were? What do you mean by that preacher? What do you mean this message was more important? This message without this message everything we do. Without Christ everything we do is in vain. There's nothing without the hope of Jesus. Humanity has no hope. Amen. And when we think about all the the good news that the angels were saying unto them, a Savior is born. Why is this important? Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3 and 23 said that each and every one of us, look somebody around you and say, that's you. Each and every one of us have a need for a Savior. And it ain't Pastor Brett. Come on, somebody. It ain't T.D. Jakes. It ain't Joel Osteen. Come on, somebody. It ain't all these religious figures that God has anointed and used through the course of years. It ain't even Paul. It ain't James, Peter, and John. Amen. But it is Jesus Christ. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I hope is not in anybody but Jesus today. I hope ain't in mama and daddy. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we hang our hats on things that went wrong in our life. But I'm telling you today that there is a Savior who can turn it all around. Amen. Give God praise if you want to. Sometimes we hang our hopes in the brokenness of man because we're depending on man to do what only one was sent to do. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost, this morning. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There was only one who could be everything we needed him to be, a Savior. He he was only one that could be the one who could lift us up and hold us up and be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. But so many today are looking for relationships with mamas and daddies and husbands and wives and children to fill a void that only Jesus can fill. Come on, somebody. Brokenness 
cannot sustain brokenness. It takes uh, the Lamb of God that, that was pure, sin-free, sinless, that paid the sacrifice for our sin. He is the only one that has the ability and is qualified to hold us up because everybody else can break down and buckle around you. But Jesus will never fail you. Nothing. Amen. Amen. Mamas and daddies some fail. Sometimes husbands and wives fail sometimes. But thank God Jesus will never fail us. He is the propitiation for our sin. He is the hope and the help. Why do I talk about it so much? Why is it that important to me? I'll tell you why it's important. My future is hanging in the balance on my faith with Christ Jesus is the only thing that secures my future. My now exists in my faith in him. He's the only one going to get me through this world and he's the only one going to take me to the other side. I wish somebody would give him praise. Mama can't take me. Daddy can't take me. My God, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, they can't take me. My brother can't take me. My sister can't take me. My best friend can't take me. The president can't take me. But there's a God today that was born over 2,000 years ago. He can take me there. Amen. He's the one that made a way. I don't know about you, but I feel the Holy Ghost. He'll see me through. He's going to lead me in this life. Mm-hmm. This is why I get happy when I think about, I was talking with somebody yesterday, and I said, sometimes you have to put a smile on your face when your heart is overwhelmed within you. It's a faith that keeps you knowing this, that the fact may be, you may be going through some things, and it may be heavy, it may be strong, it may weigh you down, but thank God the truth is, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He wasn't born over 2,000 years ago and disappeared somewhere. He's still alive. He's still here. He's still living in the heart of humanity. I feel his Holy Ghost in this place today. He's not a myth. He's not a figment of our imagination. He's a reality that Christ was announced. His birth was announced by God through the angels because we had need of a Savior. Anybody ever notice if God does something, it's with a purpose. Everything He does is with purpose. Well, well, well preacher, help me understand something. Help me understand the importance of what you're saying. I don't care if you're Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, Americanese. I don't care who you are, where you came from. I don't care if you came from Africa, Tanzania, all these places where we send missionaries every year and they're out there sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ. 
all includes every man, woman, boy, and girl across this world and every generation. All have sinned and we have need of a Savior. We may look like sometimes other folks have got it together. Amen. And they just look like they're so perfect. I don't care what they look like. On the inside, we're all the same. We were born into sin and we had need of a Savior. And this Savior, Christ Jesus, is the only hope for our life. Many are resisting Him and pushing Him away. But God is anointing men and women like you and me to say that He is the answer for the world today. Above Him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. And He's the life. Amen. Many are resisting Him and turning away from Him. I'm going to get through the message today. They're resisting Him and turning away from Him. And it breaks the hearts of preachers everywhere, of churches and church people that are praying for lives that are lost to come to know the Lord. Many are resisting Him. But the truth of the matter is that God, as He did that day, is still sending the message loud and clear that Jesus is my Son. He was born of a virgin. Virgin Mary. He is the propitiation and the sacrifice for all humanity today. And that message is ringing loud and clear. We get too close to heaven to play games behind the pulpit. We get too close to heaven to play games in the pew. Come on now. We need to get a fresh vision again of what this thing's all about. It's all about heaven and hell and Christ in the middle saying, come unto me all ye who labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Oh my goodness, help me preach today, dear Lord, to understand and know today that life is all about a journey from here, from birth to death, a decision will be made. Will it be in your life, if it has not already been, to make the decision that God, through his great love and grace, has given you the opportunity to make? God help us. No greater message will you ever hear. Some people think prosperity is the greatest message. Amen. Well, I ain't preaching tonight, so y'all give me just a few minutes longer. Well, some people think no preacher tell me how I can be healed and how I can get rich. Tell me how God can turn my $10 into a thousand. I'm trying to tell you how you can turn your sin-sick soul and wash it white as snow. These things that people have been conditioned by a world to, to lock into has created a narrative that has misappropriated our faith. If he's God, he's going to meet our needs. Amen. If we're his, we shouldn't worry about that. All we're required to do is be obedient. And nobody ought to go drop $10 in the plate expecting God to give them 100 back. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we teach our kids, well, if you give God, boy, God's going to bless you. Sometimes that blessing might be you got a knot on your neck and you go to the doctor and God... 
through his sovereign grace says, you know what? They've been faithful to me and giving in so many ways. So I'm going to move that knot out of the way. Sometimes... God works in many different ways. Sometimes it might be that your, your, your children are de- going through some difficult places at school and, and challenges at school, but you've been faithful in your giving. You hadn't asked God for anything. You've just been faithful and God shows up and he protects the minds of your children and he allows them to navigate through some difficult times that have broken other people down and sent them to the psychiatrist. But God showed up. See, we have understand something. We got to believe that just because he is our God, all we got to do is what the Father says and he's going to meet the need and we don't have to worry about it and if God chooses to bless you with finances, give him praise for it. If he chooses to bless you with healing, give him praise for it. If you ride around a Cadillac, give him praise for it. If you got a bicycle, dear God, give him praise for it. Hallelujah. He's worth it today. Because the most important message is not how our faithfulness will get us rich. It's how his faithfulness will always rise above all our difficulties in our life. No matter where we've come, what we've gone through. He's a constant. Jesus is with me. Y'all think I'm crazy. Bishop, you better stay tuned. I might be getting run off around here. I feel something. He's a constant in my life. I don't just celebrate him on December the 25th. He's a a constant in my life. He's been there through every storm. He's been there in the low places of my life. He's been there when I didn't know what I was going to do, when I didn't have all the answers. He's been there. Jesus has been there with me. Sometimes I may have been in some dark places in my life as the shepherds were, and I couldn't really see all the sheep. I just had to trust that they were there and they were listening to me. And that sometimes in the midst of that darkness, here would come a word from God that would say, hang in there. I've got you. God don't have to have to give you a sermon to speak just a few words and you'll feel like you have a sermon of a lifetime in your spirit that will sustain you. I remember years ago riding down the road and I remember the there were some things that I was going through and I I was by myself. Sometimes it ain't good to be alone. Sometimes it's good to have somebody around you. Keep your mind from going places the enemy wants to take you. And I'm riding down the road and the enemy's taking me down some places in my mind. And, and I'm praying. I said, God, help me. I need your guidance. I need your intervention. I didn't hear nothing. Didn't hear nothing. God didn't speak back to me spiritually, directly, indirectly. I was just praying. And then all of a sudden after riding for uh, I don't remember how long and not hearing the Lord say anything, not feeling uh, any, any of God's uh, sovereign, sustaining grace moving upon me. I heard the Lord say, everything's going to be all right. 
You say, well, preacher, he's told me that before. And it sounds generic when you don't need everything to be all right. But when you know you need God to do something in your life, for God to say everything's going to be all right, in a time when you need everything to be all right, it's a good thing. And what God was saying to the shepherds through the angels was, everything's going to be all right. For all humanity, I'm making a way where there seemed to be no way. I am providing a hope in the midst of it all. See, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we need Christ in our life. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. He said there is no salvation in any other. There is no name under, given under heaven among whereby we must be saved. Among men whereby we must be saved. They were told where to find the Savior. Angel said, you want to find him? He'll be wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Amen? Why did they do this? To proclaim from heaven the miraculous event and also to set the proclamation in motion. The angels were not the only ones that God intended on proclaiming. It was introduced on this night to the shepherds. And the shepherds, when they heard all this news, just give me just a few more minutes. The Bible said they went hastily to go see him. What does that mean? They didn't just hear the message and walk away from it. Come on, somebody. They heard the most marvelous message that they could ever hear in their life. And they didn't roll over and go to sleep. And there are many today that are going to sleep on the message of Christ. They didn't go on about their business as if they didn't receive the greatest hope in their life and, and not respond to it. Many today, if they're not sleeping, they're walking away and running away from the only hope that can bring value to their life. They didn't just walk away. They said, hey, let us go see. When you receive the message of Christ, it should result in a seeking. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 said, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. We got more half-hearted serving today. We've got more half-hearted worship today. We've got no preacher. You didn't come to say these things. Yes, I have. Because everybody has not fully surrendered their heart with all their heart. The Bible said you shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, and all thy strength. You shall love the Lord thy God with all. Somebody shout with all. When you seek him with all. And the only way you're going to seek him with all is when you, when you know that nothing else can take the place of all of who he is. When you realize that nothing else can add up to who he is. And the shepherds realize, man, 
this this is the best news I ever had. No, I didn't get a I didn't get a check in the mail. No, I didn't get a lottery ticket with the right numbers on it. No, I didn't scratch my way into a, a Disney cruise. Come on, somebody. I didn't get a promotion on my job. I'm still, I still got to go back tomorrow and, look, and keep an eye on these sheep. I still got to feed them. I still got to do these things. But the best thing that's ever happened to me is when these angels told me that a Savior is born. You think I'm going to sit here and... If you died with cancer, you're going to go find a doctor that can help you. But when you died in sin, you run from the great physician who is the only one that's able to help you. It's a marvelous message. When we hear the message, it should result in a seeking after him. And they said, let us go and make haste. So we go to make haste because we want to see the Savior that is born. And they quickly begin to move to find him. Why? Because they had great desire. I got to move quickly. They had great desire. They wanted to see the grace of God. It was important to them. Amen. Today it's not important anymore. You know what's important? Cake and coffee outweigh the Holy Spirit. Reinhard Barkey said that. I said, man, he's enjoying the blessings of his salvation today. But everybody ought to think like that. What they want to hear today is, tell me how we can have fun, but don't tell me how I can be an overcomer. Don't you know when the Holy Spirit's there, there ain't nothing but fun? We need more of a move of the Spirit. But nobody wants the Spirit to move in them anymore. We need it to move in the preacher. But I'm too dignified. Not me. What's this have to do with anything? It's not important anymore to people. Don't preach to me about Jesus. Preach to me about everything but Jesus. Don't tell me that I'm a sinner, that I need Jesus. You know why I tell you? Because when I get to heaven, I want him to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't want him, I don't want nobody's blood to be on my hands. I want to know that I have told everybody that God has put in my path and give me opportunity to tell them that there is, I'm not here to preach you till you feel good and make you think that you're all that in a bag of chips. I'm here to tell you without him, you're nothing and I'm nothing. We all need Jesus. I'm here to preach what thus saith the Lord, not what society thinks is right anymore. Man, I'd love to see John the Baptist come, God just send him up in here one day and let him preach a message to us. Wouldn't that be good, Bishop? Whoo! 
I bet you he wouldn't fit into culture today. And people wouldn't listen to him because they would look at the outward appearance and how he delivered because it don't, it don't seem right. It don't seem like it's not the right culture. This is not. And see, that's the thing they were looking for back then. They were looking for a king and the Jewish people never would accept Christ Jesus because he didn't come in the form they were looking for him to come in. But it didn't make him not the son of God. He was still the son of God. And, and, and so, so people don't want you to preach. They want you to preach what, 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 what seems like fits into the culture. But there is no greater message than Christ came to save and to change our lives and to cause us to bear his image by the spirit of God and to fulfill his purpose for us in this life and to prepare us for eternity in the life to come. This is a message that people should respond to and not push away from. The best thing ever happened to me in my life was not when I graduated high school. My wife would say it was when you married me. I'm just picking, she wouldn't say that. But some people believe that. The best thing that ever happened to me, and I believe Billy Graham has said this in the past, was the day he let Jesus be savior of his life. That's the best day. It, it won't even be the day when, when we see God fill this place. How many believe God's going to send people? This place is going to be filled. That won't be. We got plenty of room. Y'all come on. For those of y'all didn't, who didn't see the video on Facebook, somebody asked me, said, who, who is that waving people telling them to come to church? <laughs> Do they go to your church? I said, no, but they don't. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> so they're probably walking up looking for whoever that is. Going... It won't be the greatest thing that's ever happened to see this place filled up. It'll be a great thing. The greatest thing will still be Jesus. It won't be who the pastor is. It won't be who the leadership is. They'll be wonderful. It won't be who you are. It'll be wonderful. Jesus will be the greatest thing. He'll be the greatest message. He'll be the one that's able to sustain us and help us to accomplish the goals and the missions of all our ministries and all the things we do. It's Jesus. God through his grace. Listen, stand with me if you will. Sister, if you'll come on quick to the piano. Thank you. Please. Shepherds didn't walk away from such a wonderful message, so they, they responded to the message by seeking. The greatest message now, the greatest message. They responded to it by seeking it. And then after they experienced that moment with Christ when they arrived, when they arrived, they saw... Mary and Joseph there, they saw the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was laying in a manger just like the angels had said. But the Bible said in verse 17 of Luke chapter 2 that they made widely known the saying which was told them. They made it widely known. What's that say to me? That means that they shared what they had experienced. It was that exciting to them they shared it how often do we share what God's done in our life you ain't got to raise your hand you, you don't have to talk about it but how often do we share 
with those around us about the message of Christ. The message should result in seeking and the experience should result in sharing. Why? Because it's the greatest message for all humanity. The shepherds began to go around and widely share. Let me tell you about this man, Jesus. This baby, he was born under the lineage of David. He is the Son of God. He's our Savior. The Savior has finally come. The prophetic has finally arrived. God, God has sent through His prophets word that this was going to happen. And I come to tell you it's happened. And they shared this. You know what? People marveled at the message. What a marvelous message. I believe maybe he went by, you know, and tapped some folks on the street corner. Maybe they were selling some goat milk. I don't know. Say, so, hey, have you heard? We just left there. The most beautiful thing we ever saw was the Son of God wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. You know, Bishop, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. It does say they were rejoicing. Well, if they were rejoicing, they must have had a great experience that day. Because usually when I go home, if I didn't have a great experience, I'm not really hooping and hollering over much. But I, I just believe when they walked in, Brother Lord, when they walked in to that place, you talking about feeling the goosebumps of heaven, amen. I believe they felt the presence of God by His Holy Spirit in such a way. It was just wonderful. And maybe they passed by somebody that was shining some sandals. Hey man, let me tell you something. We just come to tell you that we left the stables over there. The angels told us there was a baby there. And if we go there, we'd find the Son of God, the Savior of the world. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was lying in a manger. Don't you think they were excited about this? If they weren't excited, they wouldn't be. Hey, brother, they'd walk right on out of there and went on and said, let's go eat some Mexican. But something happened and they shared it. Lord, let this message that we share at Christmas be a message we share every day of our life. No matter what the world wants to make us feel like, like we're insignificant and our message has no value. I come to tell you today that the most valuable message you'll ever hear is the hope we have in Jesus. And we ought to be telling somebody about it. Well, preacher, that's what we pay you for. I'm doing my part. But we are all called to go and tell somebody what he's done for us.
Go and tell somebody, this church ain't going to grow because I'm here. You want to see it grow? Rededicate your life and go and tell somebody what God's doing in your life. And what God can do in their life. Be long-suffering with them and be patient with them. Love them and keep telling them. There's a hope in Jesus. And you know when there's something exciting enough to go to, people are going to get in their vehicles, crank them up, and go to it. And when we come in here every service, we come in here to worship. We ought to come in here to worship like the best thing ever happened to us is happening to us all over again. Yeah, but preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't have to know. He does. And still and yet, the greatest message is not that you're going through something, but that you're not alone. The author and the finisher of your faith is with you. And you're not defeated today. Give him praise. I want to ask you all over this church, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around for a moment. I want to ask you this question. Say, preacher, I'm not where I need to be. I've turned away from God so many times when I've received the message, when he has spoken to my heart. And I just did not take the courage or whatever was going on in my life. I walked away. But I'm not walking away today. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. Maybe today is your day. Jesus said today is the day of salvation. Don't harden your heart and walk away. The greatest message you'll ever receive is the message of hope in Christ. That he'll forgive you. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but we need His forgiveness. Every one of us has to have it. He'll forgive you. He'll save you. And He'll give you life anew. He'll give you abundant life. But that's a choice that you have to make to say, Lord, that's what I want. I want you to save me. I want to be a child of God. I want to know that, that, that my hope in Jesus will result in eternity in His presence, the presence of God, when this life is over. And I want God to use me. And can't nobody do you like Him. If that's you this morning, no one's looking around, please, out of reverence of the Holy Spirit, just for a moment. And you would say, Preacher, I ain't leaving here until I make sure that I have done what God wants me to do. I want you to step out from where you're at. Not be ashamed. I want you to step out from where you're at. And I want you to come. It's time to come home. It's time to come home. The Father with outstretched arms is saying unto you, come. The Lord wants to clothe you in His righteousness. 
He wants to cleanse you and bring you in and make you his child. And if that's you this morning, I don't want you to miss your opportunity. Maybe you're thinking and the enemy's trying to tempt you and say, well, it's time to just, just go home. Preachers done preach too long now. It's time to go home. No, no. It's not time to go to this earthly home. It's time to come home to your father's arms. I need my elders to come. I need some others to come. Will you come? Elders, council, come. Prayer warriors, come. Come quickly, please. Are there others? Are there others that will take courage right now and say, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Today is my day. Bishop, come on. Come on, Bishop. Are there others that will say, I'm not leaving this place until I know Jesus is my Savior. I don't want to think. I don't want to think everything's all right. I want to know today that he's knocked on my heart's door and I've accepted him as my Savior. Everybody else that will, if you will, come. And let's gather around these altars and let's pray. And let's ask God to help us that we'll be the sounding board of the great message, the marvelous message of Christ Jesus today. As we continue to pray, will you come? Maybe you need a touch in your body. You need God to, to minister to you, whatever your need is. The altars of prayer.